And a very good evening to you from me, Father Emil. Yes, welcome to another program, As the Sun Sits. Bit of a cloudy day today in Johannesburg, raining in some places of Gauteng. Well, wherever you are, driving home from work, sitting at home with your Bibles or breviaries in your hands, what can I say? Just a very warm welcome to As the Sun Sits. It's Thursday, almost the end of the week, so let's ask the Lord to be with us as we come together to open ourselves to the Lord at this time. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And to begin with, a beautiful song.
Lord, I cry to you for help, and you have healed me. I will thank you forever. Psalm 29, a psalm of thanksgiving for liberation from death. I will praise you, Lord, you have rescued me, and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, I cry to you for help. And you, my God, have healed me. O Lord, you have raised my soul from the dead, restored me to life from those who sink into the grave. Sing psalms to the Lord, you who love him. Give thanks to his holy name. His anger lasts a moment, his favor all through life. At night there are tears, but... Joy comes with dawn. I said to myself in my good fortune, nothing will ever disturb me. Your favor had set me on a mountain fastness. And then you hid your face, and I was put to confusion. To you, Lord, I cried. To my God, I made appeal. What profit would my death be, my going to the grave? Can dust give you praise or proclaim your truth? The Lord listened and had pity. The Lord came to my help. For me, you have changed my mourning into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. And so my soul sings psalms to you, unceasingly. O Lord my God, I will thank you forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O Lord, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. I thank you, I will thank you forever. Happy the man to whom the Lord imputes no guilt. 
Psalm 31, a psalm about the happiness of a man whose offense is forgiven. Happy the man whose offense is forgiven, whose sin is remitted. Oh, happy the man to whom the Lord imputes no guilt, in whose spirit is no guile. I kept it secret, and my frame was wasted. I groaned all day long. For night and day, your hand was heavy upon me. Indeed, my strength was dried up as by the summer's heat. But now, now I have acknowledged my sins. My guilt I did not hide. I said, I will confess my offense to the Lord. And you, Lord, have forgiven the guilt of my sin. And so let every good man pray to you in the time of need. The floods of water may reach high, but him they shall not reach. You are my hiding place, O Lord. You save me from distress. You surround me with cries of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will give you counsel with my eye upon you. Be not like horse and mule, unintelligent, needing bridle and bit, else they will not approach you. Many sorrows has the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, loving mercy surrounds him. Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord, exult, you just. Oh, come, ring out your joy, all you upright of heart. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Happy the man to whom the Lord imputes no guilt. The Lord has given him power and honor and empire, and all peoples will serve him. Another canticle is taken from the book of Revelations, chapter 11, about the judgment of God. We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who are and who were, that you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath came and the time for the dead to be judged, for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great. Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives, even unto death. Rejoice then, O heaven, and you that dwell therein. Glory be to the Father, 
and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord has given him power and honor and empire, and all peoples will serve him. And now our Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. A leper came to Jesus and pleaded on his knees. If you want to, he said, you can cure me. And feeling sorry for him, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. Of course I want to, he said. Be cured. And the leprosy left him at once, and he was cured. And Jesus immediately sent him away and sternly ordered him, Mind you say nothing to anyone, but go and show yourself to the priest and make the offering for your healing prescribed by Moses as evidence of your recovery. And so the man went away, but then started talking about it freely and telling the story everywhere so that Jesus could no longer go openly into any town, but had to stay outside in places where nobody lived. But even so, people from all around would come to him. Well, once again, another action of Jesus, and this time it is the action of Jesus with a man with leprosy. Now, remember that leprosy was a, a serious skin disease in, in those days, to the extent that, as a leper, you would always be staying outside the town. And isn't it true even today where you find lepers in society? They're always on the outskirts of the cities, of the towns, where nobody ever comes. Leprosy is a a terrible sickness. I think nowadays, in our modern times, we somehow have a handle on leprosy. But certainly in those days, to touch a leper made you impure. And if you were a leper, you always lived outside the city, outside of the community. But here we have the leper coming into the community and coming to Jesus, kneeling before him and saying, Lord, if you want to, if you want to, you can cure me. Of course, what's the response of Jesus? Well, the gospel, again, is full of immediacy, which is uh, part of the mark of St. Mark, if I can put it that way. And he comes to Jesus, and Jesus says, of course I want to cure you. And he touches the leper. Now, notice, touching a leper would make you impure. So Jesus doesn't worry about those customs. He touches the leper. And he says, of course I want to be cured. Jesus, Mark tells us, felt sorry for the man. And the word in Hebrew there is chesed. And 
he felt sorry. He had this deep gut feeling for the man who was a leper. He stretches out his hand, touches the man, and says, of course I want to be cured. Now, Jesus is doing two things. He's curing the man of leprosy. So, in other words, he's making him whole. He gives him the ability, once again, of interacting with the community. He touches him. He cures him. He says, now you go to the priest and get your certificate that you are cured. So he goes, but he's very happy. Jesus tells him, don't tell anybody about this now, because people just would be crowding around Jesus. But he goes off. He goes off. He's very happy. He's full of life. And, and he goes off and he tells everybody, look, I'm cured, and so on. So Jesus touches the man. And by doing that, according to the traditions, Jesus becomes impure. But of course, he cures the man. And what happens? He changes places with the man. Because notice at the end of the gospel today, where the man goes around telling everybody about this, Jesus could no longer go openly into any town, but had to stay outside in places where nobody lived. In other words, Jesus brings the leper into the community and he goes and now, he now goes and stays outside. So he exchanges places with the leper. So the two things that Jesus is doing here. One is he's curing the man, he's making him whole and he heals him so that he can be uh, physically healed. And by doing this, he welcomes this man into the community, into the new community. And yesterday, remember when Jesus cures Simon's mother-in-law, what happens? He brings her back into the community and she begins to wait on them. Here today, Jesus cures the man with leprosy. He's whole, he's healed, and he brings him back into the community once again. That's the action of Jesus. He's always doing this. That's the action of Jesus with regard to the kingdom he brings people into the kingdom. And what Jesus is doing all the time, you'll notice this as we go through the Gospel of Mark, he brings people from the margins of society and he brings them into the community again. And isn't it true, we have even in our own day so many people who live on the margins of society. And we bring, we should bring them into the community. Yesterday, I was talking to Olinda, one of my colleagues here, and, and she was saying that there was a prostitute in Buenos Aires uh, several years ago when Pope Francis was uh, a, a parish priest, when he was just a, an ordinary priest. And, uh, and this woman one day said of Father Bergoglio, as he was then, that she always remembered with great gratefulness that whenever he referred to her, he, call, he called her Signora, lady. Uh, even though she was a prostitute, she felt that she that he addressed him with, uh, addressed her with dignity. And so it is as well today. Whether we are prostitutes or sinners or whatever it is, we need to address each other with dignity. We need to draw each other into the community that we are one with each other. And so when we see Jesus curing the sick, what he's doing is he's bringing them into the community. He's making them feel whole. He's making them feel human. So let's make that part of our own ministry as disciples of Jesus to have an eye 
to be sorry for the people in the deepest sense of the word, to be sorry for the people who have problems, who find themselves marginalized, excluded from society, to notice those who suffer, to notice, shall I call them, the cripples, the disabled in our days. Take note of them and to feel deeply, uh, to have a deep gut feeling for the people in our day and to bring them back into the community. That, I believe, is what Jesus did and that's what you and I are called to do. The Lord fed us with finest wheat. He filled us with honey from the rock. The Lord fed us with finest wheat. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord fed us with finest wheat. The Lord brought down the mighty from their seats and raised up the lowly. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and raised up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord fed us, and the Lord brought down the mighty from their seats, and raised up the lowly. Now let us make our prayer to the God of our salvation, because all our rest, all our hope, rests on him. Father, our trust is in you. Father, you established a covenant with us. We trust in you, for you are faithful to your word. Send workers into the harvest and bring the world to the knowledge and love of you. May the unity of the church be formed by love and understanding and mercy and compassion. Gather us together through the gifts of your Holy Spirit. Help us to create a community where justice and peace may flourish and be with us lest we labor in vain. Be mindful of the dead, especially those we have known, and have mercy on those who have given us their help. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, you give the moon to illumine the night, 
and to dispel the darkness you bring in the light of day. Grant that during this night we may elude the grasp of Satan and in the morning rise to give you praise. We make our prayer through Christ our Lord. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always.
One of those beautiful chants from Taizé in France. Adoramus te, Domine. We adore you, Lord. And that's what we've done now for the last half hour. Thank you for being with me, Father Emil. And uh, I hope you've just prayed with me. I trust you have been inspired by the gospel. And let's see what we can do to continue that spirit of Jesus by bringing people into our community. So from me, Father Emil, have a super evening. Rest, relax, and I'll be back with you again tomorrow morning at 6. From me, good night, and God bless.